0: Jonathan Doyle with you once again. Welcome back to the Supply Side Podcast. This time we're up to episode four in Jude Winiski's Supply Side University. The great master Yoda of Supply Side Classical Economics. He's no longer with us, but uh, it's a great joy to slowly work through his archive and in between the great guests that we're bringing you here regularly on the Supply Side Podcast. It's great to work through what he left us so we're looking at uh, lesson number four here which is a little bit about gambling and i read through this this is lesson number four in supply side university and it's really quite prescient gambling's interesting right because at the moment uh, here in australia We had James Packer from Crown Casinos knocked back with a casino license for the massive new casino here in Sydney. So there was a report that uh, came out late yesterday based on a whole bunch of issues that had played out across some of the Crown properties here and overseas. And basically they turned the license down. But it's interesting to think as we get into this short episode about this concept of gambling within political economy. So we, you know, we're know, we all familiar with casinos, but I think it's fair to say, and some of you will understand what I mean by this, that our stock market, our equities markets at the moment are looking very similar. In the last few weeks, I got through Jim Ricard's latest book on uh, sort of the depression uh, caused by COVID. And yesterday I was listening to an interview with Jeff Snyder from Alhambra Partners, and both of them made the point that markets are not efficient. Equity markets are not efficient. People seem to think, of course, that they're receiving and rescind- uh, s- receiving and sending signals in real time. Uh, but it's not actually what's happening. They're massively manipulated. And it raises the question, of course, at what point are they like gambling? At what point is our current inflated global equity market reality basically some form of gambling? So yesterday, Elon Musk came out, of course, and uh, flagged that Tesla was buying 1.5 billion of Bitcoin. And this morning, I was on a uh, 70k training ride listening to Peter Schiff, as I do, and Peter just went forensically through this and uh, just talked about a whole lot of problematic aspects to how that was done. But it really, he talks a lot about Dogecoin, another one of the crypto coins, and it strikes me just how much this is all starting to look like some massive form of gambling to the point that after listening to peter i i went and jumped on uh, the crypto exchange and bought some crypto i'm sorry i did it I, I sold crypto a few weeks ago and I don't. I consider gold my absolute, my gold and silver, my absolute hedge. But And I just put my hand up and said, this is a gamble. This is speculation. I guess that makes me part of the problem today. Have mercy, everybody. But what we're talking about here is this concept of gambling within our economies. And so lesson four here from Jude Winiski kicks off... Where he talks about the concept of gambling and he says, nothing is actually being created. No wealth, that is. In addition, the money and time spent are diverted from other areas of the economy where wealth can be created. And this takes us, of course, straight to the von Mises malinvestment concepts, right? Where when gambling is basically the underpinning modus operandi of the equity markets, then all sorts of liquidity capital that could be gainfully employed in productive enterprise is, of course, being driven into high-end speculation. So this all works well, I guess, until the musical chairs eventually stop uh, with enormous implications. And again, listening to Peter Schiff this morning, listening to one of his earlier interviews it was way back in 2006 and it was fascinating to listen to it because he was just highlighting the truth that in terms of global macro and US current account stuff it's it's as simple as the fact that no president wants the blow up to happen on their watch so a lot of this malinvestment and excess liquidity happens because nobody wants to be the president, the Fed Reserve chair, when the whole thing finally collapses. So let's press on. A couple more things from Lesson 4 here in Jude Winiski's Supply Side University. Great quote here. He says this, all growth. This is a simple one. Listen carefully. All growth is the result of risk-taking. I like that. What do you think? Leave a comment on what you think about that. All growth is the result of risk-taking. I guess that explains why command economies, and I guess that explains why communist countries have just never really got there. All growth is a result of risk-taking. In a command economy, it's, we're going to tell you what to do we're not going to let you actually risk and if you do happen to risk we're going to make sure we take it all off you and now this is the great thing about behavioral economics about philosophical anthropology it's this idea that humans actually have certain traits and when we risk things we tend to reward so i think we're at a moment of course where risk is just being driven into highly speculative enterprise or enterprise probably isn't the word but you get my point right where risk used to be that you would take capital and deploy it in areas where you think it might lead to a growth in your ability to buy future goods and services, right? So you, you would take the capital that you had, you do something risky with it. And he gives the example here, he's talking about uh, barber shops and he's also talking about people that cut grass. And he's making the point that with your excess capital, the barber might open a bigger shop and employ extra barbers. And here's where it gets interesting. Gets interesting because he makes the point that where this gets problematic is within the tax system. Because as soon as the government makes it more painful to or, or takes more from you as you pursue risk and productive enterprise, then people will just be basically driven towards speculative outcomes. So he he talks a lot here about casinos, and I'll give you this quote. Where is it here? He basically says that uh, at some point, we get to a point where people are just, they just think, what's the point? Why bother trying to invent or create or produce if I'm just going to be taxed to the eyeball? So my marginal tax rate here in Australia at the moment is in the 40% range, 45%. And I remember saying this to Karen many times. It's we have bootstrapped over the last 20 years and built successful businesses But every time so much of that's being appropriated. And of course, as many we're at a moment in history where the public sector grows and grows and the government trough gets bigger and bigger. And that's of course funded with you know all sorts of deficit spending which is funded from either magical MMT unicorn fairy money or increased taxes and just quickly on the increased taxes stuff I live in the Australian Capital Territory we have a population of about 400,000 people in this area we became a self-governing territory maybe I don't know 25 years ago 30 years ago my favourite was that there was a political party at the time called No Self Government Party they wanted to win so they could immediately end the ridiculous experiment basically where I live was the size of a municipal council area and rather than just being administered some people felt we needed to have our own government and my listeners of course know what happens when we get more government and yesterday I was uh, buying a new uh, firearm taking my younger son hunting and I went on the government website to pay a $36 fee just so I could hand some paperwork over a counter and I took that uh, I jumped on the website and there's a part where it says online payments and it blew my mind There was just this vast array of potential payments. Like, I couldn't believe it. I'd have to pull it up again to to give you some of them, but let me see if I can do it. I'm sitting here in the studio. I'll see if I can pull this up in real time so I can read you some of these, because they were good. Let me see if I can pull this up now where the internet's fast enough because some of them are just great. Okay, I got it. Let's see what we can find here. Online forms and payments. Oh, come on. Here we go. Got it. Let me read you some of these. Is it going to let me do it? Here we go. No. So I'm looking at this now, and it's ranked A right down to Z or Z. And what have we got? We have a National Multicultural Festival Stallholder Payment. We have a Tobacco Licence Application. We have a construction occupation nominees appointment or removal payment, electrical safety certificate payment, plants soil and stone license for non-commercial and scientific purposes. Ah, oh, dear friends, where do we stop? You have to pay in the in the G section for a gas. Start of work notice now. I have a feeling that if you're paying for a gas start of work notice You're probably also paying for some bureaucrat to come out and watch you start the gas works Yeah, I get it in the past maybe a few people exploded because they didn't do it right Not saying we should go back to that. I'm just making a point that if you could see the website that I'm looking at right now Wow, and this is just for 400,000 people. This isn't like for the country or for Southeast Asia Stone license, stormwater easement clearances, residential land rent payments, instrument or deed application to search payment. You get the point. I could be here a long time. Lottery approval. All right, got to stop. i got to stop looking at this. So as government grows, they just find more and more ways to uh, extrapolate. I meant to say extort. Uh, to extract was the word I was looking for. I don't mean extort. I might have thought it, but I didn't say it. So the last thing here is uh, he says that the best thing you can do is cut tax rates if you wanna if you wanna diminish gambling in a society. Now by gambling I don't just mean casinos, speculative gambling on cryptocurrencies and all sorts of other craziness, or just dumping universal basic income payments into equities markets and jumping on Robin Hood and becoming an overnight day trader. We want reduced taxes because those you know, we want people to go, if I take this risk, if I take this capital, is there a chance that I will get some kind of positive benefit? So the final thing here is he quotes the famous Jack Kemp where he talks about, the best way to do this is by cutting tax rates where they most discourage people from investing in each other. And he goes on to reference Jack Kemp and he says Jack Kemp was really big on getting rid of capital gains taxes. I, I'm not an expert on capital gains taxes, but I guess the idea is governments are like, we created these the infrastructure in the system where you made profit, therefore we need to get a cut. So in summary... I think we're at a moment of a lot of gambling, and why wouldn't we be, right? Because with the all the liquidity, as I've said in every episode this last few days, we're looking at $20 trillion and growing in excess liquidity since COVID started. And as I always say, every dollar finds a home, right? So there are tons of people who didn't need the money or have got access to extra discretionary money courtesy of government that are now looking for a place to put it. So wouldn't it be good, supply-siders, if instead of, I guess, this money heading into speculative and risky areas, it was put into areas of risk that led to productive outcomes and grew the genuine wealth of the nation alright that's it from me I'll we'll have some more guests coming up for you soon stay tuned I'm trying to record each day just short snippets I hope this is useful to, uh, to you and if you like what you're hearing would you do me a favour go to supplysidepartners.com. there's tons of sign up boxes there jump on one of those sign up boxes put your details in so I can get this to you regularly I'll do a weekly summary email where you can see what we've been covering and uh, look please hit subscribe Spotify Google Podcasts, Apple wherever you listening hit subscribe leave a comment uh, if you're hearing if you're hearing this on the website please post a comment there and uh, and just share this with people huh if you're on twitter bang, bang it on twitter hashtag fin twit and get it out there All Right, that's it from me my name is jonathan Doyle. this has been uh, lesson four of june winiski supply side university and i'll have another message for you very soon